0: Hi! My name is Allie Williams and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored Built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world. But that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're going to discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to life right up your alley. Dang, today is going to be such a good day. Do you want to know why? Because you get to dive into this episode with two incredible women who have a lot to say. So if you are in a place where you're craving routine, craving direction, needing to figure out how to define the lane that you operate in each day, this is going to be a game changer for you. Maisie and Kat are the co-CEOs of a business called Guide Culture, which is based in Atlanta. They train different people on sales and leadership. And what's so cool is sales is leadership. If you are selling something to someone, whether it's for money or not, you are leading them in a direction you think is going to benefit them. And you can tell that they really lead from that place in life. So get ready to have your world rocked and to learn with Macy and Kat. Here we go oop, before we go, guys, this is a goose egg. Write down yellow. Yep. You heard that right. Yellow. And keep on listening because we have a incredible giveaway coming along with this season. So go to write up your alley on Instagram to learn more about it and buckle up because this episode is really good. Hello, and welcome back to the Write Up Your Alley podcast. Oh my gosh, you guys, we have a treat for you and these two amazing women. I am so excited to introduce you to Catherine and Macy, and I could do a far bigger intro than I did before, but I'm going to let them go. I can't keep them to myself. So welcome on, girls. Hey, Thank Alley. you so much. Hey, Allie. I'm so just psyched to have you here for so many reasons but mostly because you guys get it and even just talking before this episode just touching base I was like wow there's so much gold in these women and I can't wait to dive in but we want to know who and what you are right now so let's kick it off with that Macy do you want to take it first then Catherine you want to close it out
1: Yeah, I'll do that. That sounds great. Yeah, my name is Macy McNeely and my background is actually in ministry. I started out in children's ministry, K through fifth grade. I worked at a mega church and I managed a ton of volunteers. That was kind of my thing. Managed people, had to lead people straight out of college. And, uh, you know, I I never really like, I never grew up like wanting to be an entrepreneur until I started working somewhere else and working for someone else. And then I was like, wait, 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 I have something in me. Like I see what I could do. I'm just kind of a little bit held back right now. And so I got this like insane fire to just go for it somehow, some way. And so once you kind of get this fire, Allie, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You start to see opportunities everywhere. You see, oh, I could do this, I could do that, I could do this. So I saw this opportunity to do like side hustle situation and I was like, oh my gosh, let me just try. Like, let me just see if I could possibly make some money doing something somewhere else. So I started the side hustle situation and it was going okay. I was doing all the things, right? I was doing all the Instagram stuff, all the stories, all the Instagram stories, all the Facebook, doing all the stuff. And I was grinding, but the, the money wasn't coming in. And it's not a business unless you have money because then it's just a hobby. And I really wasn't interested in a hobby. I was interested in money, right? And, you know, my dad, he kept telling me that he knew sales. He knew how to teach sales. He's been teaching his staff sales for 30 years. He could help me. He could help me. But, you know, when you're, when you're young, your parents aren't cool. You're just like you don't know anything. I know everything. And uh, when my back was against the wall, I was like, okay, I'm I'm really ready to learn. And so I decided to really buy in to his teaching. I really kind of sat under his mentorship and it was a combination of sales techniques, mindset and personal development, and then also a lot of Jesus stuff, Jesus teachings sprinkled throughout. And, you know, over six to eight months, I was really laser focused, bought in. I would learn something. I would go and practice. I would learn and then I would go and practice. And uh, I looked up and everything had quadrupled, right? My business quadrupled, my Instagram quadrupled, my engagement was so much better. My relationships were better and I really had this epiphany. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the missing piece for all the people that are struggling, who are grinding, grinding, grinding for that like just one little sale which you know there's a way to to sell so easily and so efficiently and I went back to him and I said hey we gotta we gotta share this to people we gotta share the juice and he said okay you know I'll I'll partner with you I'll help you teach and so that's kind of where guide culture was born and so I didn't grow up wanting to be a sales trainer trainer but I became a sales trainer and our second round we had uh, Miss Catherine Schubert who was in our class and from the day she took it by the way she had a newborn. I will never forget her newborn was like weeks old when she signed up. We kind of knew each other. We were, you know, high school acquaintances. She would message me on Instagram and she would kind of instantly became a we. She's like, hey, this is what we can do. This is what we should do. This is what she instantly and then she started coming I'll let her tell her story but she started really being a part of guide culture for so long we dated as I like to say quote dated for quite a while uh now we're married uh because she is my partner and she is and the best thing that has literally ever happened to guide culture and so yeah Kat I'll pass it to you Oh my gosh! Okay,
2: so my background is being a dietitian. I went to school to be expert in nutrition. Thought I was going to be on the Today Show. I mean, clicking on the marble floors. I really had a vision, you guys. And what I realized, someone can you know preach to this too. Probably is you know corporate life is actually a lot more of like carpet and fluorescent lighting than marble and Today Show vibes. Okay, so just similar to Macy, I thought, man, I can really do something with my my potential, that is just less mainstream. So similar to the side hustle, was not seeing traction, even though I knew I was capable in life, just was not seeing the money flowing. And yeah, just like what she said, I signed up for the training like three years after I started my business. And you know, When you can get your mind right and when you can get what you know to be true in your heart aligned with your brain and actually have actions to take from that, you can really do a lot in life. And so that journey really brought me to where I'm sitting now, which is, you know, with you guys, but also helping other entrepreneurs who know they have a lot in them, just bringing out what's already inside of them in a tangible and practical way by the grace of God, honestly. So it's just been so fun. I love that. And how did you, so you just
0: watched Macy and I've never had co-founders on the podcast and I have had co-founders. I've had, I have amazing relationships and I've had ones that didn't work. So I've learned a lot and I feel like this is something that people don't always talk about. And so how did you get interested before dating? Tell me about that because it is a relationship.
2: So this is actually a God story that I didn't realize for about a year, but if you can imagine it was the, Like New Year's Eve vibes before I even knew I was pregnant with my daughter. And I had journaled something about, you know, Lord, help me be unrecognizable by the end of 2018. Well, you know, I get pregnant, have the baby, watch Macy's Instagram stories, okay? Let's imagine it's like late fall vibes. And she says, if you want to be unrecognizable by the holidays of next year, which would have been 2019 in the future, then like kind of painted the vision of what it could look like to take this training that we now, you know, do together. And it triggered something in me and it wasn't about make more money. It wasn't about all this stuff. It was about be who you really want to be, even though it's really far from where you are now and it's worth it. So it wasn't like this big stalking situation. It was just, it was just a plant that God had sowed in there and it's crazy. That's the story. And he, he works that way too.
0: He, it just takes a seed right so awesome yeah i love that and it's interesting too to even just hear your story because i love that you said it's not about the income it's not about the money and i think that's where all of the most successful stories for entrepreneurs and just humans in general start it's about the people it's Mm -hmm. about the purpose it's never about the income Mm -hmm. because the income will never satisfy. And it's connections like this that you guys teach people and lead people to build, but more than that are building in your own lives. These seeds you're sowing that set you apart. And that's how I found you. I was like, I need to know these girls. Who
1: are you? Hello. So I love love that you said that because, you know, it's so counterintuitive, right? Because it's like, Hey, set the goal. Here's the money goal. Here's the end, like we have numbers we're trying to hit too. I I hear that for sure. What's so interesting is that when you really fall in love with the process and you and that process is really just taking care of people, like really serving mm-hmm. people. That's when the money comes the most. In fact, I was just reading a book and he was talking about how, you know, sometimes people might see like a wealthy salesperson or a wealthy entrepreneur is like selfish or greedy or you know, it doesn't feel good. And he said, in reality, like a wealthy sales entrepreneur entrepreneur, it is impossible for them to be selfish because their entire career is characterized by really taking care of other people, serving other people, loving other people. Like that's how they make money is by solving other people's problems. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so true. All the people who do really well, they just have an insane laser focus on serving other people. And then the money is just like the cherry on top, you know? Amen. So it no. is counterintuitive, but that's why we love teaching guide cultures because we really teach like who to become, which like it's just a domino, which naturally over time, uh, the light switches and the, and the results really start to kick in. But the process is the fun part. Honestly, you know that too. Yeah. And learning to love the process because your girl hated
0: the process in the beginning. I was like, really, hey, I arrive, but this is <laughs> where the gold is the digging. Yeah. That's the good part, right?
1: Yes. Well, it's, I know that you've had events and stuff, Allie. So, you know, you, you hit something or like a big launch or event and it's like the best high ever. And then the next day it's almost like you feel a little down because it's like, Oh, well like that was it. That's why you got to fall in love with the process because that high, it just will never last. It just won't. Well, and
0: I think what is that saying? It's anything that you chase runs away And so if you're chasing that, that fleeting moment, you know, it's, it's fleeting, it will go and, and your purpose, your value can't be found in that. And you're bigger than that. God created you bigger than that. And I, I was teaching on a webinar at one point and I just was thinking about it and it like hit me. And now I say this all the time. So my listeners like, love y'all. You're probably like, we know Allie, but it's true. And that when you read through Proverb 31, that that's a lot of things to hit. Like when I'm going through that, the first time I read, I was like, she is something and she ain't me. And I realized that really God is setting us up as women to like, be able to step into this place of like doing things in faithfulness, not for the fruit. She's Mm -hmm. never doing anything. Like she doesn't have a field to tend that she saved up for so that she can have the corn. She did it because that's what God put on her heart. And that was, there was joy in that. And I think we, we're not raised to do that like we have syllabi in college and high school and it's like hey and i mean love college love high school education is amazing but it's so much bigger and deeper and wider than that and there's joy in it when you allow there to be joy mm, mm. that's beautiful a
1: hundred percent Allie. Yeah. that's
0: awesome okay well you guys are incredibly successful you have done so much you're in atlanta right or as suburbs the burbs,
1: the burbs, the burbs of Atlanta. We're close.
0: Love it. Exactly. And, um, my dad used to live like right where you guys live. So I know, I know oh. the block very well. And I want to know what is your recipe for success? You guys have built beautiful families, beautiful lives. Tell me what happens behind the scenes that we don't see that got you there.
2: You know, just like with anything that you don't see, like let's call it a building, like a beautiful building, right? There's always something that you don't see. And that's the foundation right? Someone had to dig it up. Someone had to lay concrete and all these metal poles and all this stuff. It's just boring. It's just like boring and unsexy is what I like to say. And you know, it's not boring to us, but it's boring to the world. Like it's hard to sell doing quiet time and, and being in prayer consistently and journaling and catching your mind, you know, like taking thoughts captive is how scripture puts it, but really just being aware of how you're training your mind behind the scenes so that when more challenges come, more opportunities come, you're not reacting, you're ready. And, and Macy's always said, you can't predict your opportunities. You can determine your readiness kind of thing. And that's just what I really believe is a recipe for success is preparing for that readiness and not just Mm. waiting for opportunities.
1: Yeah. I I love that. That That's so true, Kat. Here's what's hard about foundation work, okay? And when we say foundation, we mean like the personal development, quiet time, mindset stuff. It's like you want to when you're when you're building a foundation, you know that the building's gonna go on top of it, and so it's like kind of exciting. You're like, oh, I can't, I can already see the decorations, I can feel the air conditioning, like everyone's gonna come and it's gonna be beautiful. But this foundation work, like you don't even know what you're preparing for. You don't well. know. You'll never know. And so it's a little bit harder to show up every day and do that foundation work when you're like, hey, I don't know the next time I'm going to be asked to speak somewhere. I don't know the next time someone, you know, is going to ask me to, you know, whatever. And so really it's like this mentality of like, hey, I'm going to prepare every day, even though I don't even know what I'm preparing for. And that preparation, I, I mean, Kat and I were on the same page here. We kind of like three things of preparation, spirit, just being really in tune with the spirit. A lot of mindset and personal development work, and then also really getting clear on our communication and sales skills, always working on those skills right there. And let me tell you, Allie, mindset that is everything. And a lot, and a lot of times your mindset can be whiplashed based on the input that you take in and your input is just like anything you watch, anything you listen to it, things in the background, like they still go in your subconscious and you know, right now, like the input is almost unpredictable. Like everywhere you look, you don't even know what is going to go in your brain. And so being like really almost like standing guard around your mind, especially in times right now where it's just like. It's just crazy on the media, and not letting not letting anything that could sway you come in your brain. Mm-hmm. That's been huge for us. Absolutely,
0: you have to cultivate in order to cultivate what you're craving. You have to like curate <laughs> what environment you're in. Yes, and that's it, true. It's hard, and I even in the Bible. I mean, it says I think in Isaiah, what com- what comes up. Out of your heart, that's what matters, right? Like what we are bringing from that means so much. If you're not guarding it, good luck making sure what comes up is good and of God and let it, you know, be life-giving. But how can it give life if you're not like preserving the life within and cultivating that? So yeah, I love true. that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not like Catherine said, it's not sexy at all. Like being so, it's almost like, it almost feels nerdy, right? When everybody's like, oh, did you see that show? Did you see that news? Did you see what they said on this? And you're like, no, I didn't. I feel like I don't know what you're talking about and I feel a little not included, but it's fine. I'm going to stay for, you know, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh but really carving out that time and carving out that energy and really getting the right people in your circle, you know, is a huge deal. That's a that is a huge part of the recipe for success, I would say. Yeah. Get around the right people ASAP. Yeah, we're always praying for the right people at the <laughs> right time. Right people, right time.
0: Yep, that's beautiful. And and yeah. to be the right person when you
1: encounter them. That's up Oh yeah. To you hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's great. Do you guys have morning routines? This is like, I've done a podcast on this, but I talk about it all the time and I set up my day the same way every single day on purpose. And I love to always hear about other people and what they do.
1: Everybody loves morning routines. Like people get so excited to hear about and I'm the same way because we're all trying to like m- make our time you know, work for us, you know morning morning routines are like the most sacred thing for me and I know they are for Cat too uh, but it's also pretty basic. I, I wake up super early. Sometimes I feel like there's a lot of pressure around a morning routine and I really try to relieve myself of that. Like, hey, it doesn't have to happen happen at a certain time in a certain way. Just make sure these things are done. And for me, that is some sort of movement, some sort of exercise, break a little bit of sweat. That's for my for my brain. I really consider exercise really for my brain more than for my body, if I'm being honest. And then I do my my journaling which I'm gonna let Kat talk about her kind of journaling technique because it's really really good I do my my bible reading and I do personal development reading I take probably around two two and a half hours is is a morning routine for me and you know in the in the moment sometimes it feels like so unimportant you know it just feels Mm -hmm. so unimportant there's so much to do you could just get ready and get to work quicker but this is actually the most needle moving thing that you could possibly do for sure.
2: That is so true. And something you said, I really second it. And it's like, I don't know if people, I don't know. I kind of assume that people kind of obsess with what time you have to get started in the thing, Yeah, you know, like the earlier, the better. I can feel that too, because it's kind of nice to get ahead on people like still sleeping. It feels kind of cool. But what I have realized is exactly what Macy said. It's if you have the components in place to get your mind right and ready before the world tells you, what to think, what to do, what to feel, what to be upset about, mad about, happy about. You got to get, you got to get right with yourself. So for me, it's Bible time, non-negotiable Bible time. Not that like I'd never skip it, but like Bible time. If I only had five minutes, that's what I would do. Um, Next, I would do journaling. And what I like to focus on is just being thankful, declaring who God is uh, really can relieve me of any inadequacy I have because then all of a sudden it's no big deal. Okay, great. You're almighty. That's awesome. Gratitude and any doubts that I have, as often as I can remember to do this, I'll write them out, which is kind of awkward. Even if it's just by myself, it feels a little vulnerable. And then I just cross them out and I write the truth. And I just declare again who, who God says I am. And it has nothing to do with what someone said about me, what someone said to me, what I believe about myself subconsciously. And it's just really, really game changing. And then the last thing.
1: Hey, Kat, do you have an example of that?
2: Well, okay, gosh. So last year I did this very regularly. And one of the biggest lies I told myself, there's really two that I think might help your listeners. Uh, One was no one cares what I have to say. So like on social media platforms, I had like no followers. I had never used Instagram practically or intentionally. So I felt like no one cared what I had to say. So I had to retrain and affirm to myself that I do add value to people's life, that I do you know, have wisdom from God and um, all these things. And then another one was that I am a leader because if no one's following you, then how are you a leader? But that doesn't mean you can't start declaring that truth today. And so that those are two things I, I affirmed to myself based on false you know beliefs about myself and it changed my life really did.
0: That's incredible. And I think there are two things I want to say just, and I want, I want you to go, but to just address the first the time thing what you guys were talking about i used because i lived in eastern standard time so for years for like my whole life. And I would like wake up so early, especially when I was like really starting this journey. And I was like, I'm up before everyone. I'm winning, you know, and I found so much identity in that that I didn't find identity in the work being done. And I think it's so easy to get into this pattern of like, because I did this, I'm worthy. Mm -hmm. And then I think that also like bridges over to if you are not embracing all of it, like if you're not writing down the lies and remembering the truth and invalidating in them but still embracing the fact that there are lies there, then the truth doesn't matter because if the lies are there and you're just stuffing it down with yeah. the truth, then like then you're super full of a lot and what's true right and it's the same like whatever time you're getting up you need to know what your truth is what's really getting you in line aligned and eliminating that anxiety almost that comes with not being enough not being on time not being here all of that it's just so cool to hear all of this because it's the fullness that you guys exhibit that makes it effective mm-hmm. and you found your truth and that it, it translates into different things and different routines for each person. So whoever's listening, like this isn't, it doesn't matter what time you get up, doesn't long, matter how long it is. Catherine said, sometimes it's five minutes. Macy's saying two and a half, you know, mine somewhere probably in the middle. It doesn't matter. Some days it doesn't happen, honestly too. Mm-hmm. But it's the invalidation of the things that don't belong so that the embracing of the truth can actually happen that like completely changes everything. And you guys exhibit that so well. So that's why this is like astounding stuff.
2: I love that word fullness. I really, really like that. I will say when I first started my personal development journey, very intentionally as a side hustler, I had a newborn. And so for me, you know, you're getting up in the middle of the night. And so it was like, well, uh, I'm up at four. So I think I'm awake enough to just start my day. And then I'll take a nap at eight thirty 30 in the morning, whatever, you know, new, new mom things. And so the reason I say that is like, okay, so I have this saying that I've started to say recently and I'm obsessed. Okay. Ready? It's like, who decided, who decided now I will say there's a lot of evidence of Jesus getting up early. So I'm here for that. Okay. Credibility. <laughs> <laughs> on okay, but altogether it's like who said so it's like if you can do the components that are going to make your life well-rounded and full And you can pour that out into adding value to others. It could take one hour a day You could spend 24 hours a day doing it. It's mm-hmm. whatever I think adding value looks like for you
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. and starting with what you have right like oh, it, yeah. I've gotten earlier over time 100% but at my beginning my most effective started at 9 a.m So you bet You know that I did that and then moving to Los Angeles and moving into Pacific. So I'm I'm waking up behind. Mm -hmm. I feel like I see all my colleagues who are have three hours on me and I'm like (gasps) you know, and but it's it's getting your mind right. It's that process. And, and that's what makes it so magical.
1: Yeah. And you know, Allie, we've really learned how to like remove emotion from things because really the problem with this is like really being so emotional about a time. I mean, honestly, I'm worthless at 5 p.m. where some people work till like 8, right? So it's like we're, we're doing the same things. We're just shifting. We're just shifting the shifts basically. Mm-hmm. and. So just remove the emotion from it. It's just time. It's not a big deal. You're still doing what you need to do. Who cares? (laughs) So true. It's not a big deal. Remove the emotion. That's all you got to do. Listen, I'm not saying that's easy though. That's one thing that we are always working on around here is like, hey, let's remove the emotion from this and think really logically about X, Y, and Z. Uh, It's not easy. It's great to have a group of people do that together for them to kind of call you out, especially in business, right? Like I I have birthed, I feel like, a baby in terms of business stuff. And so I'm so emotionally, I'm so emotionally tied. So I'm like the mom and Kat's the cool aunt who helps see things better, differently. Like her gift, her gift is writing like around guide culture because she's not so emotionally tied to it. Uh, Like trying new things, understanding people. She can do things so much better than me because she's like, hey, this isn't a big deal. Like let's remove the emotion and try X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, wow, you're so right. Thank you for checking me, calling me out. Yeah, I get the birthing though. I totally understand that identity
0: in it, but business is the ultimate mirror, I have learned and like you, you give birth to something, you come alongside someone in something and you're about to see some parts of you you have never seen before, as well as your partner, as well as your clients, you know? So I just, I think it primes you for leadership in a whole new way, personal leadership and then leadership for those around you. And so have you guys seen that? And if so, where have you seen that most?
1: Yeah. Kat, what do you think? You
2: know, all I can think about is how you just said personal leadership. And I thought that is where it's at. That is where it's at. Well, you do learn your downfalls more, right? You're like, oh, crap. Like when people do start giving me a hard time, I actually am a lot I'm not as strong as I thought I was in my mindset or whatever. And so, yeah, it, it when you have leadership and you have this almost like obligation to people, which I feel like is what a business is, like you, ser- you work for them, they don't work for you kind of thing, you know? And I mean, just customers, followers, all the things, it kind of feels that way. And you know, I just think weaknesses, they really can show their face, but it's not always a bad thing. It's just, are you willing to lead yourself personally and grow
1: from it? Very interesting. I mean, I, I don't, all I can think about really is, you know, when you have like, when you have a team of people, it's so interesting. Like Kat and I, like we lead a team together. And so I feel so like I can basically be naked with Kat and it's like, she can see it's fine. Right. But just like the burden of like, Hey, we carry all this stuff and we have to do it in a certain way. And it's not casual. Like so, when this first started happening, it felt super casual for me. I'm like, hey, let's throw it against the wall. It's not a deal. Like, let's try this. Let's say this. Let's do this. Made decisions so quickly. Tried things so quickly because it's like we just gotta see what works. And then you start adding people, and you're kind of like responsible for people, and you're and you're like, hey, I gotta like help these people grow, and you gotta like carry some some weight that it's really not for other people to carry and so that's been a really interesting journey for me where I'm just like so open with everything usually but cats really helped me slow down that whole process of like hey do people really need to know this hey do we really need to make decisions right now she created a list for us of what to ask before we make a decision like is this a line have we prayed about this does it make sense because I'm like I shoot and then I aim you know? And so Kat's really been so amazing at helping us aim really well, double check, and then shoot. That is a GP.
2: We spent a few months, mu- so talking about a mirror, we spent a few months in the beginning of the year, like, I don't know what drug we were on. I guess it was like honeymoon drug, you know? Yeah. We young, we married. Married. Yeah. And <laughs> we threw everything against the wall and suddenly my mirror was like, hey, you know, is." It's all been fine though. Like everything's yeah. been such a good learning experience. And that is what's fun when you do have a foundation is you're like, Hey, nothing has gone wrong. It's yeah. just we can aim and shoot at a better rate. Yeah. More
1: precisely. It's fine. Yeah, it's a precision, precision game now. Precision. Right. Cause what happens when you, when you shoot a name so much, you start to create whiplash and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like whiplash in the moment. This is what we call doing drugs because it feels so good <laughs> in the moment. You're like, oh, let's try this. It's gonna be so awesome. Oh, new like, idea drug, yeah. And then you get off the new idea. You start weaning yourself off, and you're exhausted. You feel unfocused. You feel like you haven't made any progress. You're spread too thin, and so we're always we always say we're in rehab, trying to get off drugs. Well, that, that is best. so funny. <laughs> it's a whole topic. It's a topic. It really is. So the like, but thing is like it's not whiplash for us, it's whiplash for the whole team. It's not fair to them, you know? They didn't sign up for this. <laughs> and now and then when Kat came on, I already do all that. It was like two of us. So it was like double the work. And we're excited people. We're excited people, but we've locked it up a lot and proud of us. We have.
2: We have. <laughs> I even had to send Macy a voice memo today say, "I just want to let you know I didn't do drugs. Yeah. I did it the right way." You know, because I don't know how many of your listeners are entrepreneurs or can like kind of call the shots themselves and just to create and just, but sometimes you're like, oh, this client's so wonderful and sweet. I just want to promise her the moon. And I really think we can deliver that. Of course we can. Easy. Well, easy times million is not easy, right? It's easy once, but when you have to do it for hundreds of people, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, oh, I, I have to, like, make myself dinner, you know? I need to, like, not live on Zoom or whatever right. the case is. So right. that's been, like, an obstacle and a mirror situation that we're just trying to not yeah. do drugs.
1: Because, Ali, you're, you're marketing, right? That's your zone of genius. And so there's – and we're – like, we love sales, which we're learning marketing, which is not the same thing as sales, by the way. <laughs> but in companies – when there's a marketing team and a sales team, they can maybe not like each other so much or, or have some friction because marketing is like, this is what you can have and this is what you can do and magnify, which it's not that it's lying. It's just like, hey, how can we get their attention? But then the salespeople have to basically promise them what's true and then deliver, right? And so salespeople are like, hey, don't tell people that. I know you're trying to get them on the call, but now they're overexcited and we can't deliver. So, That's kind of like the balance here that we're trying to learn of just being new and different over deliver no matter what at the same time.
0: Totally. And I think what my realm of genius is and what I coach people through and then what I do. So I have an agency that is PR and marketing. So I know how to get you, you know, like, oh, you want to be verified. Okay. I know how, you know, oh, you want, you know, to expand your following, your reach and create a message that people are obsessed with. Great. That's awesome. But. I have to have, because I'm a business owner and I work with entrepreneurs, a lot of come to Jesus moments of like, cool. So I'm going to bring an audience, but like, do you know how to hold them? Because I'm not going to be a liar, you know? And it's so funny for you. That's good. Yeah, because we – you know, we're after the one, right? Like, Oh, Mm. I'm not going to just like paint a picture, throw a billboard up and then you not have like the fulfillment. And anyway, it's just, it's interesting to hear you say that because from a marketing perspective for me, I'm like, yo, I can, I can blow anything up, Mm. but is that something that is wise Mm. because I'm not going to be made a liar and you're not going to be made a liar. And that, that song and dance when I hit that with a client, I know where exactly where we need to be. But getting there and staying there is not always easy. So I totally understand where you guys are coming from with that, and it's just cool because, again, that's you're coming from a servant-hearted place, mm. even finding, like, being able to say, like, drugs, like, I get it, don't worry, you know, and the marketer in me is like, we do a lot of drugs. Yeah, <laughs> so
1: like, yeah, yeah. that is the marketing, <laughs> it is, that's what marketing is, it's a bunch of drugs, like, like a discount, it's like, oh my gosh, we're gonna get all these sales, and it feels so good, but then your audience starts to expect it, and then they wait, and they wait, and then you, and then it might not be the right people, because they want a discount, and, and- so it's yeah. like, it actually hurts you in the biggest way, yeah. and you know, if you are taking the marketing Kool-Aid and it can, it can become that too. So, it's
0: so true. And yeah. what's driving you? Cause I think for me, I have to have a lot of, again, come to Jesus moments where I'm like, that's really cool. You had a six figure launch. I'm extremely excited for you. Do you know how to fulfill a six figure launch? A hundred percent. Finally. Um And also, like, are you doing the six-figure launch to say you did a six-figure launch? Or are you doing a six-figure launch because you're, like, ready and that's what you can sustain? It's so crazy to have those because, yeah, there can be an easy disconnect, especially with markets like ours that have grown so quickly. You know, social media wasn't a thing 10 years ago like this at all. It wasn't a thing crazy. five years ago like this. <laughs> so getting to a place where you can steward what you have and serve from a place of integrity, that's mm-hmm. The magic happens.
1: Mm, yeah, that's why you and gotta you gotta be set up well in the back end before you start uh, before you start blowing up. You lose trust. It's very hard, if not impossible, to get back. It's so true. And I totally had that.
0: I crashed and burned. I was I'm the really? marketer, so I was like, let's go, and everyone <laughs> was like in love. And then I was like, I got all this attention, and then I was like, I can't fulfill this. So I have crashed and burned in that atmosphere by myself. And that's why I am slow. And people are like, what exactly do you do? And I'm like, do you need to know? (laughs) Because I'm going to do what I need to do until I'm the best at it. And then I'm going to do the next thing, you know? So there's a method to all the madness in business and in life. And it's really cool to see the intentionality and that integrity come through over time in our industry and
1: beyond. That's so sweet. I admire that a lot, Allie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to burn to be able to know where you messed up. And honestly, some of the best advice I ever got was to fail so hard and so quick as soon as you can. Because when you fail, when you're a little baby, it's not, it's not so bad. And then never make the same mistake twice. So go fail, make mistakes, and then never make that mistake again it has been huge for us.
0: Absolutely. Mm. And taking the pain out of the failure. Like, yes, it will Mm. stay, but your identity isn't in your success or remove
1: the emotion. That's Mm. right. Amen. I love it.
0: That's so awesome. So I think we've kind of touched on it, but do you guys have any specific obstacles you've overcome Mm. in this journey that maybe have stood out that have taught you a lesson you would like to share?
2: You know, my lessons they always feel, I mean, there's been some business lessons for sure. And maybe Macy can tell a story about that, but it's like so mental. It really is. So what happens when you do get knocked down? Is your identity strong enough? Was it in that business partner? Was it in who you thought, you know, that person was or what, like what's your identity in for when something does go wrong? Um, I can't think of a specific story other than the fact that it was a daily process like we talked about before in overcoming your own toxicity, you know, and negativity to love the process of becoming, which that just helps in everything. But it's just an obstacle. I'm not sure enough people are talking about.
1: Yeah. I mean, Kat, we kind of talked about this, but like, honestly, Allie, the biggest thing that I've learned is that we are our biggest obstacles ourselves. And, you know, there's a time that, you know, you feel when you first get started and the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Right. And that can be super overwhelming. I remember it was yeah, just like yes. getting the hang of emails, like segmenting email. And then it's like, oh my gosh, wait, there's funnels. Wait, I can't, I can't even imagine learning how to do, oh wait, how do you get, It was just so much. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And really walking around with that story in my head. Hey, I'm, yeah. no, I'm, no, I'm never going to figure this out. Like, I'm never going to be able to, like, really get the hang of this. It took me an entire weekend of watching YouTube videos of how to learn learn how to use MailChimp. And so the biggest obstacle, honestly, was the story I was telling myself. If I walk around with my head down thinking I'm never going to be able to do it, I'm freaking right. I'm never going to do it. And, you know, Allie, when you say, like, I know this is true for illnesses, but when you, like, talk about your illness, you're like 85% more likely to get it or to exaggerate the illness just by talking about it. And so your thoughts, your poisonous thoughts, when they're voiced, it's like you're basically like making it happen. You're speaking it into existence, right? And so like the biggest thing for, for me and for us is, hey, we don't talk about what we can't do. We just don't. It's, it's not an option. It's not even in the conversation because it's not true. And really catching those poisonous thoughts, like even talking about like, hey, I don't know how to do this. I don't know because mm-hmm. when you say I don't know it's very like submissive it's very like helpless victim victim-like that's like, oh, there's really nothing I can do. When that's not true, you say, hey, I'm going to learn how to do this. You don't talk about I don't know how. Yeah. Literally saying I don't know how is one of the most poisonous thoughts you could think because what that's really telling the brain is like, hey, it's going to take energy to go learn how to do this. And the brain doesn't want to work hard. It just doesn't. It wants to manage the energy. So you got to really believe it's going to be easy. Like one thing we say all the time is like, oh, that's so easy. We're going to we're gonna be on the Today Show one day and it's going to be so easy. We're going to work with Spanx one day and it's going to be so So easy. Like we already know it's gonna happen. We're just waiting for time to catch up. So watching those words, I mean it's like cuss words around here. Don't you be saying that you can't do something. And I feel like that's it's almost like it's cliche. Don't say you can't say you will. It's but it's the truest thing. Yeah.
2: One of our favorite phrases you can plug and play here is I can't do this, but I can do this. So, you know, I can't write an email funnel now. What I can do is go learn about it. So you're creating that action like power for yourself. You're acknowledging like, Hey, I don't know. I can't right now. What I can do is go be a boss at it in a week or whatever. So it's really coming over that obstacle of the mindset of like, Oh gosh, I'm just like, they're, they're just like good at it. Like they can just do that. And I think that really annoys quote successful people is like, you think I just was like out of the womb, knowing how to do a funnel or out of the womb, knowing how to edit pictures or out of the womb, how to do anything. It's mm-hmm. like, no, no, you're just untrained and you have to train yourself and put in that discipline.
1: Yeah. Also, that's a sales trick when you're in a conversation with somebody. Yeah. So the whole, I can't do this, but I can do this.
2: Uh, when someone asks for, what's the, what's the best example we've gotten recently
1: of someone asking for something? Hey, is this going to make my face look 10 times younger? Perfect. In okay. Younger. So.
2: Yeah, so maybe it's a skin product and they're just like, okay, like, well, is this going to get rid of, like, all my wrinkles under my eye? Just, like, terrible, I'm so tired, new mom vibes, whatever. Say, so, well, it won't get rid of the wrinkles under your eye. What it will do is firm it up and really help them glow. So it's it, like, hey, it won't fix your skin. It won't, like, replace hurt. your skin. And what it
1: will do is improve the appearance of your wrinkles. Yeah, this sets you up to under promise and over deliver yeah. mm-hmm. and life is about setting expectations and managing right so yeah. often people say I've tried everything and this is the only thing that works and really that's just not true and and it's one of those marketing things where it's like hey this is magic it will reverse your age and that's just not true so what you can say hey this isn't gonna reverse your age but what it is gonna do is smooth the wrinkles and then it's like, oh, well I can expect that and it's very manageable expectations, as you said. Yeah, that's so
0: awesome. And that that carries over in all parts of life. Oh yeah. So it's and that also there's a, you're protecting your own integrity. My first thirty days with my clients. I'm always just saying like what our number one thing is you're here to change someone's life and protect your own integrity. So when you're changing their life, you protect and can do the next. And so I just love that you guys even say that because that's a tool that you can use with your mom, you know, like oh, my yeah. has expectations, how can Listen.
1: you help them, steward them and how can you steward them yourself too? If, if you're a host at a restaurant and someone says, hey, can I sit outside? And you look and you see there's no tables outside. Instead of saying no, you say, you know, I can't sit you outside, but what I can do is seat you at the bar until a table opens up outside. Mm -hmm. It's like makes everybody happy. They feel taken care of too often. People say, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't do that. When really there's something that you could do that makes people feel heard and understood. So it's a huge tool just in life, communication tool.
0: Absolutely. And it all comes down to problem solving. And right. I see a lot of people are like, well, I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, none of us, I, you came out of the womb and you didn't know how to talk and look That's at you. Right. you know, That's here. right. So from there, I, I think it takes a lot of courage to do what you guys have each done to like blaze this trail, but also to do the inner work and to commit to your faith and to commit to the work and the people that you show up for every single day. And that isn't lost on anyone listening to this. And so really what I want to just close this episode would be to know what is the most like courageous thing to you? Where is your courage from? What does it look like? Just talk about it. And if you have any advice on how to cultivate it.
2: You know, back when I was still at my corporate job, I have the journal, I still have it. And the first page is actually written, courage is not the absence of fear. It's knowing that there's something more important than that fear. And so, you know, whatever fear is relative, right? Like maybe you're afraid to talk about Jesus on social media. Maybe you're afraid of showing your face on social media, you know, I know that it falls differently with all different types of people. What I do know is that you kind of know when you're doing it, like, you know, when you're having to place faith and like, I don't know really why I'm doing this or what the result's going to be. What I do know is I feel convicted to do something that I'm a little bit scared to do. Mm -hmm. I think it takes a lot of courage to do that.
1: Yeah. We talk a lot about being a lion in guide culture, and all that really means is it's like a certain type of presence, and it's a presence that cannot be taught. It's almost something that you have to... Earn and cultivate over time. And I think courage is built through doing the acts, doing the things it takes to become the quote lion presence. So let's think about a lion here for a second. Let's think about a lion is in the jungle, there's all these other animals, and let's say the lion is just sleeping. The lion commands respect in the jungle, even if it's sleeping. It doesn't need to attack the animals. It doesn't need to roar. It doesn't need to beat its chest. Like everybody has respect for the lion uh, because it has command and it has like that commanding presence. And really to build that line presence just in your life, it's kind of goes back to the those needle moving foundation tasks, those quiet times, personal development, working on your mindset, working on yourself. And the more you do that, to me, courage is like just comes with that. And it comes with like, hey, I already know who I am. I already know who God has made me to be. I can do anything I put my mind to. Am I going to be a little scared? Maybe, but it's still worth it. And so Kat was saying like, courage and lion presence go hand in hand for us. And it just builds over time. And it's, it's the way you talk. It's the way you show up on Instagram. It's the way you look at people. It's the way you stand. It's just like, oh, I don't know what that girl has, but I want some of it. I want to be a part of it. And that's what's really encouraging to me about courage is that it can be built. Like you can, you can grow the courage. Mm-hmm. It's not something you either have or don't have, which I feel like that might be a perception for people. So like either are courageous or you're not, but you know, there's life events, you know, it's like you, when you're courageous that one time and you prove to yourself like, oh, I could do that. Your courage just builds and builds and builds. That's so good. I absolutely love that. You can find it in the
0: small things too. I think so like, that rapport, like with yourself, you're, 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 exactly. Like, are you afraid to say hi to that person? It takes two seconds to do it. Mm-hmm. And then that—that's a brick, you know, in your wall of courage. Absolutely, it's—it's
1: well, it's one of those things where you're like, "Oh, this is going to be so easy." Like you just tell yourself, "This is going to be so easy." You can build up anything in your head to where it's like the biggest, most anxiety-filled thing, or you can talk about it like it's the easiest thing. Either way, what are what? Uh, however you talk about it is exactly how it's going to show up in your life. So true. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love
0: that. And then really, we're going to cap this off then with the question, what advice do you have for someone who wants to level up?
2: Man, level up, you know, we use that term too. And so now I'm starting to wonder what people feel when they hear that. Oh, there's all different kinds of leveling up. You know, what I do know, gosh, what I do know, and we kind of talked about this in the beginning, so I'm glad to circle back to it, is this idea of like, well, when I have that thing, when I have the platform, when I have the hundred, you know, six figure launch, when I have the following, when I get verified, then I'll be this, then I'll be confident. Then I'll make the sales. Then I'll, you know, get a team. Then I'll be more courageous. Like whatever the thing is for you, I think it's such a trap to think someday I'll, someday I'll do that. Someday I'll do it. And so I just want to encourage you to start acting like that person before you level up, like
1: be the person that's the already leveled up. Yeah. I think if people have this perception when they level up, like the problems that they have now won't still be problems. Oof. When really the problems are actually so much bigger and so much more intense and heavier in the best way. And what's cool is when you, when you level up, like you're so capable of handling those problems. You really, really are. But it's like, This goes back to like falling in love with the process, not the result. And when I hear level up, it's like, what's the result I'm trying to be, rather than falling in love with that process. And that foundation, Kat is right, if that is not locked and loaded, and it's not, actually, a foundation is never locked, it's always becoming right? Mm-hmm. It's always being more solid. It's never either solid or not solid. And if it, cause it, it's like fluid, right? If you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying. And if that foundation is not locked and loaded, it's, it's kind of scary to level up. So really focusing on the process on who you're becoming and you'll look up one day and be like, dang, I am at the next level. And I didn't even try.
0: I love that. That's so powerful. And I love that this naturally kind of this conversation looped around to that, but yeah. Falling in love with the process and falling in love with who you are and understanding that who you're striving to be, you already are. You mm-hmm. know, like I think so often we're like we're becoming, we're becoming. You're already true. her. Mm-hmm. God made you that way. Absolutely. We're just gonna we're gonna go and we're gonna dig a little bit deeper day by day and see what we mm-hmm. find. That's so, so true. I love this, and I want to know. You guys just poured into us so much. And I want to say thank you and that we're on your team and that it's so easy to be on your team. But how can this community rally behind you? How can we support you? How can we continue to build a relationship with you? Let us know.
1: Well, Ali, we really want to give your people a gift. We have a resource, especially for those entrepreneurs with our entire method. So we have a methodology called guide method. It is a sales system that's going to save you so much time and so much energy. I don't know if you guys listening have ever just like been messaging somebody and trying to make a sale or trying to write some sales copy. And you're like, Oh, I don't know if like, this is what I'm supposed to say. I don't know if this is how it's supposed to go. There's 100% a hundred percent way for you to really have an effective effective sales methodology, to be able to go from point A to point B in a conversation very effortlessly. And so it's all laid out in our resource. It's, you're gonna learn about three myths that a lot of entrepreneurs believe, and then also our method. And you are gonna be able to read that method and get some quick wins. We even have our special formula for handling doubts in the resource so we'll give Allie the link to put in her show notes and then you can follow us at the guide culture. Once you get in on Instagram I'm sure you could find Kat and I tagged in a couple of things that you can follow us on Instagram but the easiest place is just to go the guide culture on Instagram and then just grab our guide. I love it and thank you guys so much. I
0: love your process I love the guide method. It has been made with a whole lot of heart soul and it works. Mm-hmm. I have many colleagues who have gone through it and love it. So
1: that's awesome. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You have felt a very good thing. So thank you all. We love you. And if you guys have any questions, then you know where to find us and go to the show notes to find the links to all of the things that we just talked about.